Ronin. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to week five. It is week five, guys. I mean, we're getting ready to start. And uh, I think I'm excited for this week. My teams have not been that good. Um, I'm two and two in the the listener league. I am one and three in my family league that matters the most to me and in my hundred dollar league buy-in i'm two and two as well so kind of right in the middle of the road but back with me as always is john marchbanks Polly from Polly sleepers and jackson mirrors how you guys doing today great doing good you guys are you guys fired up i mean we won some money this week we won money i mean we we got above what i deposited Finally. Right, so you're, I'm super excited. Took four about weeks, that. so you're in I the mean, you're in the clear. We made up for our uh, small losses the first three weeks, and uh, kind of of a mini crush. I mean, right. like we're drinking Bushlight Draft, so yep. we're not drinking Oberon today. I mean, we're not celebrating too soon. <laughs> we're not cracking, you know, we're not cracking champagne or anything. But um, we did uh, win some lunch money, and um, a lot of the followers on Twitter, you know, posted their results and. Uh, um, everybody won except for my brother that picked the one lineup out of the eight that we posted that didn't cash. <laughs> you you want to know what drives me insane, though, too? I bet on the Colts. Do you remember me talking about yes. this last week? Yes. Bet on the Colts to cover the spread, and they lost by three. So the thing is, though, I was really like about to give up about halftime. I was like, fuck this. I mean, this, there's no way. There's yeah. no way I'm going to even make money off this. So I was like really pissed. And then they started making like kind of a comeback. They tied the game. I was like, this is going to turn out exactly how I needed it to because the spread was two points and they needed to win by three. So I was like, dude, they're going to get the ball yeah. after uh, overtime. They're going to march down, kick a, or score. Then they're going to cover the spread. And then they got stopped. So I was like, and they kicked the field goal. I was like, okay, cool. We're good. We're still good. They can stop them. They can get the ball back, kick another field goal, win, cover the spread. I win, you know, a hundred bucks or something like that. And then obviously the Colts let me down. I mean, it's a, it's a ballsy call by the coach. I enjoy, I like the call. I'm going for that every I time. Think, yeah. I think all um, Colts fans are happy that there's a lot of shit getting talked about him, but we're I playing mean, for the win now. Yeah, and, I was at the game and we were, I mean, the north end zone and the amount of roar of booze when um, Rod, or the Sanchez right. came out oh. the punt. Yeah, I mean, it was like, dude, like you're you're giving away the game. Like at least go for it. And when they brought Luck back onto the field because they called a timeout right there. Right. I mean, it was just like dude, heck. Like there was just an positive energy yeah. coming through. But I mean, that game, that game wasn't lost on that last drive. It, yeah. it was lost. I mean, you have the four, you have the fumble, the snap fumble into the end zone, which touchdown. was completely ridiculous. Um, like, bad use of timeouts. Yeah. Um, drop guy, ball. I mean, the amount of drop balls that our receivers had was ridiculous. I mean, Ryan Grant. Uh, T.Y., Chester Rogers, and even uh, Eric Ebron just completely. I mean, and going into that game, Grant had one of the best catch rates in the league. Right. So it's and just, it was kind of an anomaly, but la- ga- games come down to a couple plays. And last thing I want to say about it is, is we are, as a, as a Colts fan, we are actually, I feel like, on our way to building a, a better team. Something that I'm actually excited to watch. Yeah. I don't just automatically assume we're going to fucking lose. But out like, of all the teams in the league right now, like, arguably, we could say, like, hey, like, obviously, we're one and three now, but we could be four now. Yeah. Like, I mean, easily. Down. Well, it's a, at least we have a winning philosophy. I like right. that. So that's where it's going to start. Yep. So, so basically, let's just dive right into it and we're going to start with the news, right? Yeah. All right. Let's, let's do, do it. it. Hey, baby. I've got breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. I've 
got some good news. I've got some bad news. I'm liking the voice, Polly. That was good. So, so what do we what do we got going on? I know that uh, there's a lot of talk about Lev Bell coming back at the uh, bye week. I mean, tell me what's going on other than that, or even include that as well. Tough to say. Uh, talk that he's coming back week seven. Coach speak. Uh, I haven't talked to him. I have no idea. That's <laughs> that's what Coach Tomlin said. But I mean, I, I would expect that he's going to come back um, and uh, and be ready to go. And if he comes back week seven, that's three weeks earlier than the worst case scenario. He's got to come back by week ten to be able to um, get that free agent situation. Um, so a lot of people trying to trade James Conner this week um, in the league. I have Lev Bell when I picked up uh, James Conner, uh, Ross's league. Um, this is my first year in the league. He like called me like two days before the draft. And uh, no one was falling for the banana in the tailpipe. pipe. I was hoping that somebody would not have the news that Lev Bell was coming back. So I'm thinking, okay, this is my last chance to get value for Conner. <laughs> so now I'm hoping he gets traded so I right. uh, could play both of them. But uh, it's still very, very murky. But it looks like there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Um, it's just, I, I just, you got to love Coach Tomlin. Oh, yeah, no, I have no idea. I and what's crazy is there's no, there's no like clarity on it. No, like, there's no, absolutely like, none. I mean, <clears throat> no matter what, there, both of them are in bad positions. Like the team is in a bad position because if they, you know, if they play him and then he's like, you know, not worth a damn because he's not in shape, then they're in trouble. He's in trouble money wise because if he, I think if he leaves, there's like a bunch of different, I don't know all the details, but basically there's a bunch of different ways where he's not going to get what he wants right. out of it. And then also it's going to screw over if he does get traded or gets put on another team it's gonna screw that team over potentially because they're gonna say oh we're gonna pay you next year but then they don't know they, they actually can't know like what they sign have. him until exactly. the end of the year yeah. joey bag of donuts who was on the podcast explained it better than you and i just tried to right. but. <laughs> but i mean it's just it's just crazy though like there's not it seems like a no win situation for lev bell or the steelers well also, and the steelers you know, are bad right now J- james connor's efficiency has gone down a lot so he's gone from 8.3 yards a carry to like 3.9 yards a carry so he's coming back to pedestrian numbers and and um, not looking like the world beater right now um, he's going to be great in a perfect matchup, and he's he definitely is a great guy. But, I mean, they're not using him like that. I think in the beginning they just wanted to show Lebel we don't need you. Right. But they're not using him like that in that 85% of the of the targets anymore. So, anyway, um, Lebel owners have maybe reason to rejoice, but, uh, you know, we don't know much because uh, there's not much to know. Um, well, and, and just to, on another note, just really quick before you move on, the, the Earl Thomas break, like breaking his leg. Like, yeah. basically what happened to him is what could have happened could have happened to Lev Bell. Like that right. could have happened. And that's why right. I think that Lev Bell's supporting him via social media. Right. And also it's one of those things that made me laugh super hard when you said coach speak because Pete Carroll, when he was asked, you know, how did you feel about Earl Thomas like flipping you off and the rest of the team? And he's like, it's a big stadium. I don't know who he's flipping I off. I don't know who he's flipping <laughs> off. He could have been flipping off that guy. Pete Carroll still thinks he's coaching for the Trojans. So, I know he I mean. does. But anyways, I just wanted to say that I think it was a hilarious, hilarious thing for a coach to say. Because of that happening, I did not expect for news to ha- come right out about Lev Bell because it kind of supports his case. But yeah. 
maybe he's trying to extend the olive branch and be like, hey, you know what? I, I do want to be a team guy and uh, and realizing he, I mean, he does need to come back to work. He's got to well, have. He also said, you know, I think there's something about him like, you know, trying to get in shape in a few weeks. And if right. He, I hope if he's if not he, going to start trying to get in shape. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, because that jet ski is like still getting yeah. fitted for, you know, water shocks. I don't know. <laughs> like he looks pretty big. I don't know. It looked like it was uh, taking looked, on some water. He so. looked pretty big. Anyway, guys, moving on. Uh, the PED boys are back. The suspended players. You've and got, everybody's uh, excited about it. Yeah, you've got Mark Ingram, you've got Julian Edelman, and you've got uh, Big Tree Trunk Arms Robert Turbin for the Colts all coming back. Um, you know, with Gronk, you know, questionable for this week. That could be an uptick, uh, an immediate work for Edelman. Um, the The Saints' offense has been great, but they're, I mean, they're like what? Are they two and two? Yeah, I think they're two and two. They could use a more established running game there. Um, Alvin Kamara owner should not worry. He just um, looks so good, man. Every week, week in and week out. God, I love that man. Uh, it was was it you that tweeted like, or you retweeted somebody that was like, the people talking about Alvin Kamara, like you know, great first year, not sustainable. Right, and they were like, well, that's probably the like the first couple weeks, or those are the best games of his life. Right, it's obviously going to go downhill, and then like the third one, it's like. Maybe he is something. Yeah. Maybe he yeah. is something. The, and even, you know, I, I don't name names in this situation, but there's a couple guys in the DFS community that have been saying, no, he's too pricey and, and it's not sustainable and they don't recommend playing him every week. And two of these very well-known guys this week were like, okay, I'm done. You play him. He's, play him he's every worth, week. He's worth that Lev Bell price tag. He gives you that kind of points. So, you know, people have finally come around on on that. But um, Mark Ingram in the backfield just means that he's going to line up probably more as a wide receiver and, and do even better. Saints are three and one, by the way. Saints are three and one? Okay. Three I thought and they one. Were, I thought they were two and two. <laughs> um, and Edelman could be a huge boost. They need, they need a boost in the passing game. But we were talking about is the era over last week, and they smashed Miami. And yeah, now and I was completely Colts. wrong about the Gordon call, but it's another week that he could uh, blow up again. He probably will blow up at some point, but he still is kind of nursing back from a hamstring, right. and I, he doesn't know the playbook. Playbook, you could tell. I mean, I don't. I think he took thirty percent of the snaps, and it looked like he ran two routes. He um, did have. I think he had three catches, and he could have had a fourth, and it was called back because of a flag. Yeah, two for thirty-two. Okay, so it yeah. could have been three, three for whatever. If but I mean, you look at that whole. You look at that Patriot situation. Like I think tomorrow's gonna be a bloodbath for the Colts uh, going up against them. But I mean, hey, I'm just having some faith, man. Hey, I mean, <laughs> they're gonna come into Foxborough we, and they're gonna lay the smack down on them. I mean, if the we, Chiefs if, did if, it last year, Thursday night. <laughs> that's true, but uh, we're not the Chiefs. Um, but I mean, you look at it at the point they, got, they get Edelman back, Gronk's banged up, Hogan hasn't lived up, lived up to the statue of hey, I'm gonna be a number one receiver. Gordon's trying to learn a playbook. Sony Michael's coming in. James White's still doing this. I mean, he's been the most consistent player for the Patriots. So, I mean, once this group gets like clicking on all cylinders, watch out. You know they will, and they're going to figure it out. It's so in week sixteen, yeah, nobody can do anything. About it. <laughs> yeah, like I said last week, I mean, when they've started like this and lost and, and started off two and two or one and three, they've gone on to only lose two games the rest of the year. Uh, moving on, Devontae Freeman looks like he's going to be back this week with a plus matchup. 
Um, so um, if you need him, and a lot of people need running backs, uh, you could throw him into the lineup. Joe Mixon is hopeful for this week. So Tevin Coleman and Gio Bernard have been very you know viable, but a Gio probably will go back onto the waiver wire. He has for me already in one league. And uh, Tevin Coleman is always a guy that you could start if you need him, especially in a flex. But, I mean, he's not – going to um, I got a couple of uh, sit and start questions for you later okay okay um so uh, Matt Bereda is banged up so they're gonna limit his usage he only got like 12 touches last week so um, that needs to be monitored um Adrian Peterson is still rehabbing an ankle uh, he was in a walking boot there hasn't been a lot of talk about this but he was in a walking boot until Monday um, he says he will play revenge game. I mean, he only played for the Saints for like two cups of right. coffee, but hide your kids, um, hide your wives. <laughs> um, if he's back, that's a very good matchup uh, against the Saints. Um, Lamar Miller, uh, we'll talk about more later, but he he's just been just kind of game strip scripted off of the field. Um, and there's somebody you should probably stash because of that. Um, Chris Carson was a surprise late inactive last week and poor Rashad Penny, who was drafted in the first round, uh, only caught like eight carries. Mike Davis, who was their starting running back last year for a few weeks until he got hurt. They must really like him. He had a hundred yards and two touchdowns. Nice. So all well, the, I guess anybody start him. All the Rashad. No, because <laughs> it, it came out so late and, and, the, and everybody just thought, okay, well it's Rashad Penny time and he got like eight carries. So, um, I've been talking about Rashad Penny forever. I, I think it's time. I mean, you know, if Carson goes down and he can't get on the field, it's definitely, you know, dumb spill time for him and his pass blocking sucks. That's why I haven't liked this guy. Um, so Dalvin Cook, hamstring. Um, worried about him, man. I, uh, yeah. He got 20 yards <laughs> last a couple, week. a couple leagues. But, yeah. like, the whole thing with Cook, though, not to interrupt you, but it's like that team, their, their precedent coming into the year was, okay, let's play good defense and let's run the ball. Okay, they can't run the ball because their offensive line is trash. Cooks hurt, so it's like you're forcing Cousins to go sling the ball 40 to 50, 60 times a, a game, and it's like you're not. You did own Cooks or Cousins as well, which helped. Yeah. yeah. That he was throwing the ball that so, much. I mean, he's not 100%, and they said, you know, he'll probably play this week, but he's not going to be 100%. It's not a good matchup this week versus Philly. That allows 68 yards per game. So um, if you can uh, bench. 68? Yeah. They haven't allowed. They haven't allowed a running back over thirty six yards, I think, in the past like nine games. Yeah, their run D is like dating back to last year. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, It's trending bad for Marlon Mack this uh, another week, um, which there was hope that he'd come back last week. Um, So this no more Naeem Hines, which we'll talk about later. We will see Robert Turbin this week, which we've already mentioned. Um, my hot take in July was that Naeem Hines would lead the Colts, Colts backfield in fantasy football points. I backed off of it because in the preseason, he fumbled four times. Yeah, he looked real bad, and then he looked really good the last couple weeks. But, it, you know, with no T.Y. this week, Doyle's still out. Um, I, I think he's going to get I think a he's settling lot in, of targets. Settling in, feeling more sure about himself, more sure-handed. And they're thrown to him a lot. And but that also, catch, luck trusts him. Trust him, yeah. though. And that catch in the end zone was a wide receiver catch where right. he was falling oh, yeah. back. That and, was beautiful. I mean, that was an AJ I mean, Green catch. We were we were on that end zone where he caught it and was like, okay, who the hell just went up and got it? Then exactly. you see, then you see the little arm, the arm sleeps on the on the side, and it's like, damn, that dude went up and got a little that. Short like, he earned that ball. <laughs> he earned that touchdown. Yeah, it was beautiful. 
Shady McCoy is back, but he still sucks. <laughs> Leonard Fournette. Moving on. <laughs> uh, yeah, Leonard Fournette Next. to miss uh, two or three weeks. Um, at least now we know. We talked about this last week, how frustrating it is to be a Leonard Fournette owner because you don't know, you don't know, you don't know. Ten minutes before the game, you find out. We know now that Leonard Fournette is not playing. So, you know, TJ Yeldon, we'll talk about him later. Um, but uh, Fournette's going to be out. For... Is Fournette just going to eventually just kind of fade to dust and we're just never going to see him again? <laughs> I think his ankle is already dust. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think he'll be maybe viable later and there's somebody sitting at the table that wants to talk about him later too. So yep. um, we've got yep. T.Y. Hilton that went out with an abdomen, came back in the game and then left with a hamstring. So that's not good. He won't play this week. So we've got a mixture of... Does T.Y. Uh, miss a lot of games? I don't feel like he does. No. So this is kind of kind of a little shocking for no, me. No, but hamstring yeah. is, you know... Especially with a quick guy like that. I mean, that's the theme of the year so far. It seems, right? like, it's, it, it seems like it's hamstring year. Uh, Will we need to Ful- get some trainers in there that know what they're doing. <laughs> right. Will Fuller, uh, hamstring. Yep. Um, so Kiki... Paul Ke- Lungard, hamstring. <laughs> I've got... I told you, mine are always so tight. <laughs> I went to physical therapy I, today. I She's like, like, you're really tight. I'm like, yeah, I don't yeah. stretch. I, I feel like they're just tight to the point of snapping it. The most moment. stretching you do is when you put your shoes on in the morning. Yeah, she was yeah. like, does this feel good? I was like, no. Well, I dropped <laughs> like, that really. I dropped that beer earlier. and <laughs> But Will Fuller out with a hammy and Kiki Kuti from... Driving uh, me insane. Kiki, <laughs> do you love me? Drive drove me insane because all I wanted him to do was throw to Will Fuller. Well, no, like, well, he, at, he went out of the game. Well, at the I mean, game, do all that. You, the the PA announcer is like Kiki Kute with a with a gain of sixty, and I'm like, who? Like who the hell is? Yeah, Kiki? who is that guy? Like, is this like a makeup like emoji name like a Madden player guy? Like I don't I don't know. Never heard of him. It's insane. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And uh, I was just tired of watching it. There was some uh, preseason high. He seemed always guy. open, he was a, too. He was always open. Big rookie they talked about. He uh, had a record 15 targets for an NFL debut and uh, caught 11 of them. So, um, Is he worth picking up? Yeah, we'll talk about him later. Um, Geronimo Allison, who did great for us in DFS, could have had a much better game. He had five for 90, but he was out with a concussion. Um, so he left that game of... Uh, uh, Fitz is still playing through a hammy. Um, so that's Laurie Fitzgerald, uh, not uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, who's not playing football anymore. Poor guy. Fitz uh, magic turned into Fitz tragic. He had his, he had his 15 minutes of fame and turned yeah. into the pumpkin at midnight. He did. <laughs> he did. That blew my hot take. But my hot take was that he he would start when Winston came back. Oh, yeah. And he, and he did. did. Yeah, you're right. It just didn't, it didn't last any longer than that. Um, so Sammy Watkins left Sunday with a... Hammy. Hamstring. Um, so zero. I need to get like a pig noise or something <laughs> that I can play. Zero points. I think Josh needed a good game from Watkins to win. Was yeah. it that our league or Jeff's league? And one of these leagues... Uh, was that the the battle of the three and O's? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think. Yeah. It, yeah, it was this. And it then was, he it went out, and league. it was kind of a disappointing way to lose. I showed up. We we watched the second half at a bar, and we showed up, and we were hanging out or whatever. And then like he's looking, I could tell he's kind of looking around. And I was like, oh yeah, Sammy had zero points. He's out with a hamstring. He was like, God damn it, because <laughs> he knew he was just done right there. Oh, yeah. But um, um, what else do we have? Gronk. I think he's okay, but uh, he missed um, part of that game. He's just gonna take. A, take a week off it's either it? like tomorrow night with Gronk it's either going to be he goes out and smashes like smashes the Colts or he puts up zero like yeah. there's no great there's no in between they might 
they might just kind of limit his usage because they probably won't need <laughs> or have him as like a decoy. They yeah. probably won't need a lot of Gronk. Um, like tomorrow, like tomorrow night might might be Jonas Gray point, part two. With I just I just can't show. wait because I I mean I love having the Colts on Thursday because then that opens my Sunday. <laughs> up only a thing that bit. sucks though, Troy Aikman's calling it. I, dude, like listening He's to him call broadcasts is no, like Troy's fine. <laughs> okay, fine Troy. hey, if you, I mean Troy or uh, what's the guy? Or Chris Collinsworth. Who would you rather have call a game? Dude, I love Collinsworth. <laughs> I'm I'm fine with both of those guys. I, I, I like may. Buck. I like Buck too. We we did that Twitter poll the other day. I like Buck too. Collinsworth I'm is fine my with boss. So dude, Col- nice dude, things. you put Collinsworth <laughs> and Buck together, it would be a great combination. No, uh, I, we I gotta love move on. If guys, we have we any gotta, Fox representatives, we gotta move on. OJ Howard to miss a few weeks. Um. He screwed us in DFS. He only had zero points. He left that game early. Cameron Brait, uh, we'll talk about later, is going to be the starting tight end, but they're on a bye. Um, Tyler Eifert broke his ankle. He's out for the season. Um, we'll talk about that a little bit Another later. dusty ankle. Yeah. Uh, Will Disley, um, who kind of flashed early for the Seahawks, is out. Um, he's on the IR, so a bunch more tight ends went down, guys. This is not getting good for tight ends. Um, Jake Butt, the starting tight end for the Broncos, went down IR. How'd you like that Todd Hewerman DFS call the other night? I was like, I'm playing Todd Hewerman, and Jax, and Jax was like, who? I didn't even know who you I don't, said. Yeah, I don't know who that is. He he did great. He had like 12 points. I mean, he was like the cheap bare minimum, right. and uh, they peppered him with targets. <laughs> but hey, that's, um, that's another question we can ask Becca yeah, if he comes on. Well, we'll talk to we'll talk to Becca about that. Um, so some kickers kicked the ball in between the uprights, and some of them missed left, right, or under. And that's the news. Another issue with that. I knew I, I told it. I said I wouldn't talk anymore about the Colts, but why? Yeah. Why ice the kicker? That was. I, it gives them a second chance. I guess, but it's one of those things like... You mean it, ice the win? Yeah. It's one of those things that they, if it does work, like, in a, and they've hit it and then they miss the second one, then you're like, okay, good job, but I don't know. I don't like, I hate the icing the It kicker. seems to me, though, that we get the, we get the one where we ice and the guy oh, would yeah. have missed. Yeah. That happens. Every time. Or but I, I would just, rather lose than tie, though. Right. I mean, that's just me, though. I, yeah. I, I mean, I would, yeah, go for the win, lose as opposed to punting and tying. Yeah, yeah, I'm all in on that. I agree, 100%. So we're moving on to DraftKings. And then we're going to hear a lot of this this weekend, right? Let's hope. We did this weekend. Cha-ching. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. All right, so what do we got this week with DraftKings? We won some money last week. Guys, I did put $100 in, and little did I know, we were down to the bare minimum. We had very little left, and uh, Polly and Jackson put up some lineups that uh, got me above what I deposited. So we're in the we're in the positive right now. We're in the, uh, is it the black? We're in, are we're, you in the black when you're in the red? I don't know that one. Are you in the red when you're... I think I'm, you're in the black. We just made good. some green. That's all. That's all I call it. <laughs> so yeah, you started with 100 and right now you have 140. Yep. And that was... You were down to 58 bucks. And, and then down to three? Well, yeah. We, we said screw the whole bankroll <laughs> management thing. We bet $55 and yep. we won like, you know, 85 bucks right. for you. Yeah, so, good. Good um, week. Everybody that followed us on Twitter and everybody that played along uh, followed one money. And Jackson came up with a great cash lineup jackson why don't you talk about the process a little bit yeah so i mean the way i kind of looked at it was i mean just focusing on the high scoring games but also looking like last week was was such a great week for value receivers uh, with like tyler boyd ridley geronimo and also uh, mike williams so i was like okay let's pay up for 
two stud running back. Let's get Bernard in. Let's get a decent quarterback in the Atlanta Cincy game. Um, and our two stud running backs were Zeke that had over Zeke. 230 yeah. yards and Alvin Kamara that scored three touchdowns. Right. Yeah. So did, did Mike Williams take a PTO day? Uh, yeah, dude. What we happened? were sitting so pretty, yeah. and then that game script was perfect for him. You was it need- the coaching, or was it was it Mike Williams? I think it, it was just more of them getting Gordon the ball. Yeah, I mean every it was all checkdowns to Gordon. He didn't I mean, get targets at all. I mean, we won money, but God, if you just think about like Geronimo was doing great. He was like five for ninety. He missed most of the second half. Yeah. OJ Howard went down, and Cameron Brake came in and scored a touchdown. Yeah. Mike Williams didn't do anything. Yeah. I mean, we but were, I mean, we were a couple players away from winning very big money. Yeah. But that's okay. That is what it. But is. I mean, like on my cash bill, I had it. I had that set Saturday morning at like ten. I was like, dude, I. Because the previous week I faded my my cash build for Bortles, and I completely ate the dust on that one. So I was set in stone, just believed in it, had confidence in my process. Eric Ebron scored. That was our yeah, core tight end. Big. So and the Bears got like fourteen or yeah. fifteen against the Bucks. And, and, and that this, was our core. This is just a future reference play. If the Bears are ever under three K on any fan, any fantasy site, you play them. Yeah, like no matter. And what. remember last week I said I have a feeling that when we smash is going to be when we find the right defense, and right. that's what yeah. we did. We played one hundred percent Bears, and yep. it was a great call. Jackson's cash lineup scored two hundred and twenty points. My best. GPP lineup was 226. Yeah. So he could have cashed in any GPP tournament that he played in too, including the, you know, Millionaire Maker, whatever you want to do, triple ups. He did a triple up for you. We do a lot of double ups, but I noticed he did a triple up where, I mean, you know, the double up, half the people, you know, double their money and the triple up, a third of the people triple their money. He did a triple up for you and he was the top scorer in the yeah. triple up out of like 190 people. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> No, but I mean, the, the biggest thing, just, I mean, if I could give anybody, anybody advice, I mean, I'm an amateur when it comes to this, I'm not, I'm not a professional, but I like it so much. Just trust your process. I mean, don't second guess yourself with all the research you've done. Um, no I just, toilet tinkering. Yeah, that ain't no he sent, he sent me his lineup like on Wednesday or Thursday, and I was like, that's great. Don't mess with it. And, and the week before is when we kind of got off of a couple of the yeah. plays that we were strong but on. So that's... You know what? We're on to uh, bigger and better things. We're going to make some more money. So yeah, this week, uh, week five. Dude, we're a quarter of the way through the year. Yeah. That is so bittersweet. It's like, scary. It just, I mean, it is what it is. But I mean, so quarterbacks this week, everyone's going to be focusing on Ben Roethlisberger and Matt Ryan. I'm going to go someone that's lesser. Um, lesser owned and it cost a hell of a lot less but even in a great matchup and that's Joe Flacco uh, he's 5400 on DraftKings the Browns rank 5th in DVOA versus the pass so it's kinda, that's kind of scary but the Browns just lost uh, starting corner Terrence Mitchell for the year uh, the Browns cornerback grades are that was are, a nasty play by the way yeah, his forearm was, was at a 90 degree angle ugh. it was gross yeah it's pretty it's uh, <laughs> but uh, according to Pro Football Focus the Browns cornerback grade out 10th 99th and 105th out of 111 graded participants so um, it's definitely a pass funnel team um, Flacco has yet to throw for less throw less than 34 times 276 yards and one touchdown this year um, in his past six games versus the Browns Flacco has thrown 11 touchdowns and rushed three in so I mean almost guaranteeing him for, for two touchdowns possibly I talked about this last week. I mean, dating back to like week 10 of last year, I mean, Flacco's uh, number one quarterback in fantasy football and and nobody's talking about it. Jackson just surprised the hell out of me. I thought his cash quarterback was Kirk Cousins. Um, 
so who else do you like so my uh so last week my lock and load play was zeke like there was no hinging from that like he was in yeah. every one of my lineups yeah. um this week, on nailed that one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah this week's lock and load play is uh melvin gordon at 8600 uh, the raiders d rank sorry john 28th in dvoa versus the run maybe you need a pass rusher cleo mack they're just missing one key key part to that defense. i mean i, don't I know, know if there was just one player <laughs> i mean that the raiders could have <laughs> did they trade that would just changes. transform like <laughs> i mean like a really crazy guy like a guy that could strip it and like sack it and pick it up and score with it and he, he sacks what does he sack john he's too expensive he sacks a ball <laughs> i think his last name rhymes with sack too <laughs> <laughs> just saying. Uh, but, so, um, guys, if you're just tuning in, John Marshbanks is a Raiders fan, so we're, we give him some shit from time to time. So uh, we like Melvin Gordon a lot, and I, I, I'm totally 100% on yeah, that play. But the Raiders have allowed 557 yards on the ground this year um, four games. That's an average of 139 and a quarter per game. Uh, Melvin Gordon is only averaging 13 and a half rushing attempts, but now has secured 24 of 34 targets for 199 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, Melvin Gordon has yet to score under 16.4 DraftKings points, but he does have three games of over 30 um, DraftKings points. He is my lock and load play of the week at running back. Play Gordon. I mean, easy as that. And at wide receiver, I think I know who our locked and loaded guy is. Uh, It's Juju Smith-Schuster. Ooh, I love me some Juju. Fight on USC, baby. at, (laughs) At Team Juju on Twitter. He's a great follow. But uh, the Falcons ranked 23rd in DVOA um, versus both the wide receiver one and wide receiver two. Um, in the past three games um, for Atlanta, the slot receiver going against them has torched them for 24 receptions, 315 yards, and two touchdowns. Um, in high-scoring games so far this year, um, which means 43 points or more, Juju has 22 receptions for 30 to- on 30 targets for 237 yards and one touchdown. Um, according to Pro Football Focus, he has a 23% advantage over Brian Poole. Um, Juju is three inches taller and four pounds heavier than Poole. Fire him up. It's what we call a plus matchup. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, we like Adam Thielen there, too, right? Yeah. Thielen, I mean, Thielen, I mean. The guy's just a target it's a, monster. It's a flip a coin play. And those guys are 7,500 and 7,700, so, and, and that's, you're going to get the kind if of production you have, if you that have you have some, If you have some savings, I mean, there's no, I don't, I don't fault you for playing Thielen. I mean, he's in a great matchup, too. But I mean, I just think in a high-scoring game, you want pieces of the game. Like, and that that kind of follows into my tight end. Uh, my tight end, I only have wrote one down. This is the only one I'm playing for the week. Um, that's Vance McDonald. Um, he will stiff arm you and break your collarbone. Vance um, McDizzle, baby. We've been talking Conte. about him for three weeks now. <laughs> um, so far, the Falcons rank 13th in DBOA versus tight end. Um, in the past three weeks, the Falcons have allowed these stat lines: Tyler Eifert, four receptions for 38 yards and one touchdown before he broke his ankle. <coughs> Um, ben Watson, 38-year-old Ben Watson, um, five receptions for 71 yards. And Zach, make it Ertz, um, five receptions for 48 yards. Uh, when healthy this year, Vance has secured 12 receptions for 200 yards and one touchdown. Um, he also has the best um, tight end matchup over on Pro Football Focus with a 49% advantage over Jordan Richards, where he is five inches taller and 57 pounds heavier. And they want a tight end involved in their game, and they yeah, trade for this And it's not guy. Jesse James. Do yeah. not play Jesse James. No, and that's what I said a couple weeks ago. Remember, I said like, don't. That was the trap. Don't fall for it. Like the the guy to pick up is Vance McDonald, and he was a big waiver wire pickup this week. But maybe you listened to me and picked him up last week yep. and already have him on your roster. But a couple of those other stats you were talking about earlier were really cool. Like he's fourth in routes. Uh, fourth yeah. in routes per run, like fifth. he has the he has the highest catch percentage rate. Um, he think he's securing ninety five percent of his catches. He's fourth in uh, fantasy points per route run, and um, he's only thirty seven hundred dollars on Fanduel. Yeah. Um, 
I think we're different on defenses, though. I don't yeah. like that we're different on defenses, but maybe defenses, that'll change. I haven't. I didn't even write one up. Uh, I haven't made a. I didn't want to kind of give a decisive opinion because I. It's so murky this weekend. Okay, well, I'll get decisive. It's the Panthers at home coming off a bye week with deer in the headlights. Eli Manning. He doesn't even look down the field anymore. <laughs> And the Giants have set a record for they haven't scored 30 points in like 70 football games. I'm saying fire up the Panthers. They don't have anybody that really um, shines on defense like those big kind of players like guys that you talk about like Khalil Mack or like, you know, Von Miller or any of those guys. <laughs> Did you say Khalil Mack? <laughs> but but uh, for $3,300 at home coming off a of buy fresh. Eli just looks scared. They look really bad. He'll throw picks. That's my pick, and that's my lock and loaded thirty three hundred bucks. And, and Jackson will come up with his. Um, See my shot in the wind, and it's a road defense. We don't like that. Uh, if you if you get the chance, play I home defense. Like my defense would be at twenty seven hundred. The Ravens I'm going to Cleveland against a rookie quarterback and Baker, who likes to throw pick sixes. And they have um, Jimmy Smith back. Jimmy Smith back, and their def- like their their back seven is pretty damn good. Definitely not a bad play. Um, no. I like Cam Newton this week. Um, I like Matt Ryan in that uh, Pittsburgh Atlanta um, likely shootout. Um, he's uh, sixty four hundred bucks. Big Ben's not a bad play at sixty nine hundred bucks. He's the top guy on the main slate. Love Melvin Gordon as well. Love Christian McCaffrey. He's like like 5.9 yards per carry so far this year and getting like 30 points per game and he hasn't scored a touchdown in the last 2 weeks like Christian McCaffrey is an absolute yeah. like what we call a slate breaker like he can break the slate. I think that Melvin Gordon and Christian McCaffrey are this week's uh Zeke and Alvin Kamara for DraftKings. Uh I love Adam Thielen. You know Juju, Julio Jones has the top wide receiver matchup on Pro Football Focus this week. Last week he had 9 for 173. Um, I predicted him to get two for 210 and a touchdown. So really, I just messed up predicting that he would get a touchdown. He's now on pace for 2,000 yards and zero touchdowns. But um, where we're going, we don't need touchdowns if you're Julio Jones. So I like him this week. Love me some Vance McDonald. Um, I think if you want to pay up for a tight end, Zach, Zach Ertz gets... Keep going. It sounded like a storm came through my microphone. It was really <laughs> weird. It sounded like it was yeah. going to thunderstorm. Um, it's fine now. Um, Zach Ertz is uh, getting major, major, major targets. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, the Panthers' defense. So but to, to kind of, just to um, if you're paying up a quarterback, you pay up for Ben. Like there's no question about it. If you go anything above 6100, you pay for Ben. Um, another stat that I triggered up was in Pittsburgh's last three games, they've combined to rush the ball for a total of 130 yards. Like, Connor is not getting in, not running the ball. No, and and uh, I, one of my flyers this week is uh, is uh, Switzer for the Steelers, who's, uh, his targets keep going up, and uh, Atlanta's uh, susceptible in the middle of the field, and he's gotten 10 DraftKings points the last two weeks, and he's only 3,000. So that's a Paulie's sleepers play, a, yep. a cheap guy that can get a lot of other guys in your lineup. And then um, looking at um, Robert Valdez-Scantling. If, yep, for Green Bay. If Geronimo Allison and Randall Cobb sit out, this guy is going to be – they've already said that he's going to be out there starting, and uh, they drafted him this week. He got limited time last week after Randall Cobb went out, um, three targets, uh, one catch for 38 yards. But 
Um, you know, anytime you can get a big piece of Aaron Rodgers uh, for, I think he's thirty three hundred bucks. So there's some there's some cheap plays that we can play to get the expensive guys in yep. your lineups, and we're going to win you money, guys. Again, this week you can go to polysleepers.com right now and get uh, Jackson's write up on his player pool. Um, there's a cash game tab player pool, and then there's a, a tournament uh, tab player pool, and those are my players. And then on Saturday, we will release the juicy cash lineup, the one that's cashed three out of the first four weeks. So go ahead and play that one. Doing, if a, you, good, doing a good job. If you one. don't want to gamble and gamble for the million dollars and do all that crazy stuff that I do, just play uh, Jackson's lineup and double your money. And then I'll post like probably three or four suggested lineups, even though you're not supposed to post uh, DraftKings lineups. So. <laughs> but hey, funny story real quick. You know who won the, the millionaire maker this weekend? Probably the guy that played Mitchell Trubisky's six touchdowns. Yeah, but you know what his name was on DraftKings? Polly Nickelback for life. <laughs> nice. Uh, so we're gonna call. <laughs> I just like that little drop. Like just that was saying. a good, good money, money play right there. Just saying. Nickelback yeah. rocks. Is that what it was? I mean, I saw him at concert when I was like nine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still big. I mean, I saw, dude, the amount of tits I saw at that concert. Sorry, but I'm, I'm, I mean, we're would, getting ready to call Rebecca. <laughs> Can you guys please get out I, I of the locker room? I am a closet. I am a that. closet Nickelback fan. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Burn it to the ground, baby. So, so we are going to go ahead and give her a call. On the phone with us is at Bronco Becca on Twitter. She writes for FS Statistics, and she is a part. Of, her and her husband compete in fantasy football t- together, and she is first place, and her husband is second place. According to her tweet, that's the way it's supposed to be. But right now, my wife is kicking my ass in our family league. So uh, once again, thank you for joining us, Becca. I want to see. I want to. I'm excited to talk to you and actually, uh, you know, get some of your thoughts on the uh, podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me on, you guys. I'm really happy to be here today. <clears throat> All right, so Polly's got some questions for you. I'm going to let him lead off with that. So, uh, again, thanks for being on. This is cool. You know, the one thing I wanted to say, uh, Becca, is like, I think we kind of both started at the same time on Twitter, and I think we're pretty much two of the biggest, fastest-growing, you know, Twitter accounts for fantasy football. I think we're both pretty much in the same community of guys. And uh, I think you joked that having a, a, a picture of a cute girl on the profile helps because you are kind of smashing me on followers. Um, but uh, but <laughs> h- how, how did you start just getting on Twitter and talking about fantasy football? I mean, uh, uh, what, what prompted you to do that? Well, I've been playing fantasy football for five years. This is my fifth year playing. And I have a couple buddies that I text about fantasy with. And one of my buddies just kept telling me, like, you need to get on Twitter. He's like, you need to go to Twitter. You're asking me all these questions and stuff. Like, just go to Twitter. So I finally, like, last year I thought about it, but never did it. And then this year decided, like, yeah, I want that interaction, like, with other people. I want to, you know, look at all these articles and do polls and all that stuff. So signed up for an account and honestly did not expect to... Yeah, I'm over 1,600 followers now, and I joined on August 2nd was my first day. That's awesome. So I did not expect to have... That's yeah, awesome. We literally totally both started like almost the same day. I mean, my account, I think okay. I opened I think I opened one in like 2015, but I didn't have I didn't do anything on there until the beginning mm-hmm. of August. And um, you know, I kind of joked with you. I said, you know, you're getting to the point now where you need to be the one uh, answering the questions and not asking them um, and, yep. uh, um, because like people are going to be looking to you for advice and I think you're you know I think you really know what you're doing I love following your account I mean yours yours is definitely one of my favorites to follow I was going to ask you how many leagues are you in and how many is the right amount are you in a bunch of leagues like me I'm in like six leagues yeah so I'm in 
Oh, I'm in five. So when I, before I joined Twitter, I was in three leagues. And I said, I'm not doing more than three leagues. I did five a couple years ago and was just completely mediocre in all five leagues. So I said, no, this year I'm just capping it at three. Uh, then I got invited to do a fantasy writers league and thought, okay, I can do one more league. That's with what a bunch happens. Of fantasy writers, that'll, <laughs> that'll be competitive. And then I uh, got on with FF Statistics, the website I write for. And of course I had to join the staff league there. So that's how I got onto the five. Uh, it's still a little bit to handle, especially like I work full time. I write part time. Managing the league is kind of tricky. Um, for example, I forgot to bench Christian McCaffrey this week oh. uh, in a league, but I still won. So. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> that is so awesome. You can't you can't lose for losing, or you can't, can't win. win for losing. Yeah. Can't win for losing, but you did win. It was uh, Philip Lindsay got me the win that touchdown. Hey. He got uh, helped me win my league. So, Philip, Philip Lindsay was Philip Lindsay was my pickup of the week uh, week two, and uh, and he's been doing very well since since then. Um, We'll talk about uh, yeah. we'll talk about Monday Night Football because you know we asked you to come on and talk about your Broncos, um, and um, I think you came on and you were like, "Oh, I'm, I, I missed the first drive, so I caught you, I got I, I got you up to speed." I was like, "Yeah, um, Royce Freeman had one carry for 18 yards. Philip Lindsay had one carry for 18 yards. They threw the ball like four <laughs> times to Todd Hewerman, and then they kicked a field goal. So, so what happened after there? I mean, to me. Your defense was set up great with uh, disguise coverages, with exotic blitzes, with zone blitzes. They were really, really messing with Mahomes and looking great. But in the end, <laughs> I got to say, man, the critics kind of got quiet at the end there. I mean, he didn't have a 404 day, but he had 300 yards, one touchdown and one rushing touchdown. How'd you guys lose that game? Uh, I think a lot what happened is we just started playing that soft coverage. Um, we've been playing zone a lot this year, um, which is something that I don't think works as well with our personnel. So I was happy to see, like you said, the beginning of the game, we were doing press coverage, disguising blitzes. Like like you said, we look good. And actually, Mahomes in his first seven drives only had 151 yards. Uh, I think they just went conservative, went back to zone, and... They, the Chiefs took advantage of that. Um, another key matchup I think that played a part of that was uh, Travis Kelsey. So I have a strategy this year where in daily fantasy, I like to play tight ends that are playing the Broncos because I know we're really weak against tight ends. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought we had Chris Harris Jr. covering Kelsey most of the game, which was perfect because I think Chris Harris Jr. is the best corner in the game. So uh, he definitely shut down Kelsey, but then they took him off, put on a linebacker and... I mean, you also what happened. He's definitely one of the top slot cornerbacks in the league. I don't get why you get away from a game plan that's working so well because Mahomes did not throw deep down the field, so it's not like he pulled you guys off the line. You backed off the line. I just don't – hopefully somebody sees that blueprint and realizes that that – I mean, when you guys had – three cornerbacks on each side threatening to blitz and cornerback blitzes and all that stuff in the beginning of the game. It was messing with them so big. I just, I was so disappointed yep. that, that that the Chiefs didn't get you out of your game plan. You just decided to do it on your own. What about what about Demarius Thomas on that throw? And I know what throw, oh. you know, I know what you, you know. He ran about three about. quarter speed. Oh. Was it overthrown? He kind of <laughs> well, held his hand up. He overthrew it. He did, but yeah, was it a combination it a- of that and lack of effort? Because I didn't see him doing anything other than holding his hand up and saying, geez, I wish it was right here in my hand. Right. I don't think he would have got it if he had gone up. 
I mean, I could be wrong. So I was, ta- I know I was coming on tonight, so I was taking notes through the game so I could prep for, for today. And I put in the notes, overthrew DT, and I cried. <laughs> so that's what happened in my house. Um, and then that fourth down, man, that hook and ladder play, if that had been successful, I think, I think Sanders gets the touchdown. He had a clear lane to the end zone. So, I mean, it's a game of shoulda, coulda, woulda. He ran a touchdown in last week. It's a game. We talked about this earlier. I mean, the Colts lost by a couple plays. You guys lost by a couple plays. Um, I'm excited that yeah. you, that you took notes and, and you're so ready for this is Cortland Sutton maybe going to overtake Demarius Thomas I mean Emmanuel Sanders is a badass and and I think he fits in that team really really well but just there's some kind of disconnect between the two I've only watched two of y'all's games but I just don't see Demarius Thomas really fitting in with what they want to do and I don't see the effort I mean you're saying that they overthrew him, and I know that that ball was a little overthrown. I saw somebody that didn't try to jump or speed up or do anything to catch a possibly game-winning ball either. Yep, I think that's a fair criticism, and I was actually really high on DT coming into the year. I know he's struggled a bit, a bit the past couple of years. Um, he's been having like nagging hip injuries, okay. but he like overhauled his diet completely in the offseason, said he feels better than he felt in years. He wants to play till he's 40 like all this and I was really excited for that I was really excited uh, to see him this year but it hasn't been that bad and you know it's not 100% his fault Case Keenum hasn't thrown a touchdown since week one that's not Demarius Thomas's fault whatever uh, shortcomings Case Keenum have I agree he could put in a little more effort but I mean gotta have a guy back there getting him the ball regularly he only had seven targets uh, so I actually realize that Demarius Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, and Jeff Hireman each had seven targets in the game, but we only had 126 total yards. Wow. So we just need more from that. Yeah, yeah, we need more from that from the passing game. Well, let's talk about something positive. Your running back tandem, I'm really excited about. Uh, just yes. put, put you on the spot right now. Rest of season, Royce Freeman or Philip Lindsay for fantasy football? What do you say? Oh, for fantasy, it's got to be Lindsay for me. Um, just I hate saying that. Freeman actually is averaging more yards per carry, but Lindsay is getting more looks. Um, and you saw at the end of the game, they stopped using Royce Freeman. He was he averaged 8.4 yards a carry in that game, and they just stopped using him in the fourth quarter. So uh, I think the coaching staff is just using Lindsay a little bit more. But if Freeman were being used how I think he should be used, I would go with him. But that's just not happening. Royce was one of my, I mean, after Darius Geis, he was my top rookie entering this year. And he has been getting like 5.9 yards per carry, like 3.9 yards after contact, which one is one of the top in the league. Wow. I think he can be a league winner. And I think the 5'8", 165-pound Lindsay, I think at some point that's got a, that's, I mean, the guy's just really small. The one thing I'm impressed with is Lindsey will blow up some dudes in pass protection. I'm like, he reminds me of a yeah. little, a little Darren Sproles. Like, I'm, I'm thinking, okay, this little guy, he's not going to spend that much time blocking. And man, I saw him blow mm-hmm. up some dudes a couple weeks ago, week one. I definitely studied him week one a lot because I, I made him my pickup of the week, and uh, I wanted to see like, is this just a fluke? And I saw a guy that's definitely not a fluke, and I saw a guy that will blow up a 300-pound blitzing, 280-pound blitzing guy, and he only weighs 165 pounds. Pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah, he. so he was uh, hyped all off season. I listened to like Broncos podcast, of course, 
and they're talking about Lindsay Allgear, and I saw him play at CU a little bit, and uh, he's a local guy. He grew up in Denver and went to CU right there in Denver, plays for the Broncos. I think that's such a great story. And uh, it's funny you made the comment about Sproles. Uh, my buddy texted me this offseason uh, when we were watching a preseason game and said, I think we found our Darren Sproles. Yeah. <laughs> so I love the comparison there. I think it's spot on. Uh, yeah. One thing I will say, is I think they should get him more involved in the passing game. He only had two catches Monday night for 10 yards. Um, the Broncos just aren't very creative with their running backs. Like, uh, you know, we look at New Orleans, they have free, uh, Ingram and Kamara. And they're really creative with how they use their running backs. I think the Broncos have two similar backs in Freeman and Lindsey. And I I would like to see them be more creative with how they use both guys. I know that Freeman can catch balls. I saw him. I mean, I watched a lot of college tape of him. And I saw him catching balls over his shoulder, running nine routes, running slants, running, you know, all the whole route tree. I know the guy can do it. I mean, I guess I wanted you to say Freeman because I have him in like (laughs) so many leagues and I pumped up the guy so much. Um, And it's fine. I mean, he's scored a couple times. He looks really, really good. Um, I think it's a great running back tandem. I mean, you've got your version of Kamara and, and, and uh, and Ingram, uh, poor man's uh, version, but uh, I think yep. you're spot on. They need to figure out how to use these guys better. And if you notice New Orleans, and we'll see it this week, they'll put those guys both out on the field at the same time. I don't see the Broncos doing that. Yep. Exactly, exactly. That's something that I would like to see. Um, so Bill Musgrave, our offensive coordinator, he's like kind of old school, right? He's been around a long time. Maybe he's just not as creative as these newer play callers we're seeing, but I I think they should get both guys involved. Like you said, put them both on the field at the same time. Watch what defenses do. And if you do that, that's going to open it so much for DT, Sanders, and Cortland Sutton, who, by the way, I love Cortland Sutton. I do, too. So if he wants to step up, like, I've been watching tape of him all off season, like, I'm really excited for him. And honestly, I don't think GT is going to be in Denver after this year. So next year, definitely. uh, I think that Sutton will be a bigger factor, especially if we get our quarterback situation straightened out. Well, I'm glad you brought that up, too, because did you see my my tweet about, hey, you know, we're bringing fantasy to the next level and bringing some of these dinosaurs in the dust. Quit listening to the guys that say Alvin Kamara is not sustainable. Um, Come along with us. And, And I likened it to there's so many teams that have old school boys club offensive coordinators that can't get off their bullshit and um the the way that kansas city is being exotic the patriots have been doing it for a while the saints there's a lot of high-flying offenses that these teams i mean you know they say they say defense wins championships but sean mcveigh that guy's a freaking Ugh. genius, and I love him. Wow, he's amazing. He's like so handsome. He's so <laughs> smart. Like I am, I am all in on the Rams this year. It's funny. Um, like even before the season started, as soon as they got to leave and Marcus Peters, I was like, well, the Rams are winning the Super Bowl. They right. have the best offense. And then, like, I know firsthand what Wade Phillips is capable of doing with a defense. Like, Wade Phillips won us a Super Bowl, Super Bowl 50. Right. That was not, like, Peyton Manning, you know, he he did his he did his best, but it was not the high-flying Peyton Manning that, that we're used to seeing. So, that was Wade Phillips. So, as soon as they signed Talib and Peters, I was like, oh, that's it, man. They're, they're winning the Super Bowl. So, that's my official pick. I love the the balance that they have there too with the young Sean McVay and the old school Wade Phillips. And it's okay to be yep. an old school defensive guy, I think, still. Yep. As long as you know how to, yep. you know, change up some shit. But Musgrave, man, I think you nailed that on the head. That guy 
and a lot of guys along with him. I think Mike McCarty out in Arizona needs to go. Yeah. Um, when you can only, well, I mean, what you give David Johnson two targets? Are you kidding me? So you're saying oh the Rams? God. The Rams are your pick to win the Super Bowl, not your uh, not your Broncos, huh? <laughs> I I am very optimistic about the like I never think the Broncos are going to lose a game every week. I'm like we're going to win this week, <laughs> but I need to be realistic. Like even if we did make it to the Super Bowl, I don't think anybody's beaten the Rams. Like they have three wide receiver ones. Like that's just unfair. Agree, hundred and ten percent with that. And that defense, like it, they have no weak spots. You know. I agree, hundred percent. And Mahomes still hasn't gotten a turnover I thought he was kind of the version of I thought he was like a, a young Brett Favre that was a gunslinger throw a bunch of picks yep. he threw all those picks in the preseason he still hasn't thrown one I saw some amazing things from Patrick Mahomes this week I know that he beat your team and you probably you know don't want to hear about it but you knew that you were going to be talking about this tonight um, I saw him you know checking out of blitz coverages just with, like with Spencer Ware in one of the plays just at the last second he just whispered to him and it's because he saw the blitz was coming from the other side and he knew that if Ware stayed in to block he was going to be on the wrong side anyway so he sent him out mm-hmm. on a route and he threw it to him that's a championship quarterback and um this tight windows that he was throwing into like he showed that he can win differently because the first few games it was just just deep down the field deep passes deep passes like i said he didn't throw any deep passes he just i think showed everybody that uh that he's a winner and i think he's going to quiet the critics and and uh, i'm just I, i really wanted you guys to win that game because uh your defense looked great i think john wants to chime in he uh, even decided to go left-handed with it on that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. That left is so... I'm sitting there all night listening to, like, I'm sorry, but the commentators of that game were just horrible. And they're just like, oh, Mahomes, he's the best. He's the best. And like I said, the first seven drives, he really wasn't the best. Like, he didn't look that great. Like, no. he didn't look terrible, but not like... It was, not just, like they the last, it it was just the last two and, drives. Yep. Yep. And then he made that left-handed throw, and I'm like, damn, that is good. Like... I like I don't like him. I'm not a fan, but like that's crazy. I've I've been watching football for like 30 years, and I've never seen that before. <laughs> so uh, that is cool. More more props to him. But well, John's you know, a John's a uh, Raiders fan, so he probably watches oh, no. more. Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> he probably watches more Broncos games than we do. So uh, what you have any questions for uh, for Becca, John? Well, um, you know. I think that Cortland Sutton take that you have is pretty good. And just a couple stats for you. Cortland Sutton had six targets. Demarius Thomas had seven. Cortland had three receptions. Demarius Thomas had four receptions. I think Cortland Sutton's going to take over before next year, honestly. Yeah, I think that might happen. Yeah. Yeah. I could see it. I could see it happening. Yeah. Didn't you drafted another rookie too? Is he doing anything? Uh, Are you talking about just Sean Hamilton? Yes. No. Uh, he returns <laughs> no. punts. <laughs> he returns punts. Oh, okay. He, he's in the return. He's in the return game a little bit. I haven't seen him out on too many routes. Uh, I think you know they have Sanders, and he's kind of like mini Emmanuel Sanders. So Sanders is just taking all that work. I think Jackson but might I have a question for you, him. and then we're going to wrap up. Okay. Hey, what's up, Becca? Hey, question for you. So Keenum has twice as many interceptions as he does touchdowns. When do we see Chad Kelly? <laughs> oh man, that's a hard question because I want Case Keenum to look like he did last year in Minnesota, 
Uh, I even wrote, like, my first article was about Sanders and Demarius Thomas and how Keenum can totally support two fantasy-relevant wide receivers. Um, I think it depends on if we if we keep losing or if we if we can win a couple games. I mean, if we're going to win every few games, I don't think Kelly sees this year at all. But if it's, you know, late in the year and it's looking like it did last year, I could see him coming in. The calls for it among Broncos fans are already high. Really? I'm not that kind of, like, I don't overreact like that. I don't, like, on my on my Facebook, like, all my Broncos groups are like, when's Chad Kelly? But, like, what do those people know? It's just a Facebook group, you know. But but if, uh, if, it, if it keeps going bad, like, Keenum hasn't passed for a touchdown since week one. So if that keeps wow. up, then it might be worth I think John has one more. I know. And, okay. and fans are always, uh, what have you done for me lately? Right. That's always what it is. Right. Yep. Yep, exactly. So uh, my question is, um, during the post-conference interview, it seemed like uh, Vance Joseph put a lot of the blame on Marquette King for the loss oh. la- um, Monday night. And uh, I was just wondering how you feel about Marquette King being on the, on the <laughs> team. So, you know, like when the team you hate has someone really good and you like never say that they're good because you hate that team and then they come to your team and they become like the best ever Vinatieri. I like yeah teams. Adam Vinatieri for the Colts yeah we know exactly what that <laughs> yeah, is yeah exactly yeah <laughs> yeah so I like him I uh, I did think that was weird for Vance to point out like really you're gonna blame Marquette King for losing the game like who changed the game plan in the fourth quarter like that's who needs to be blamed right. for the loss because that's what happened it's not the punter's fault. It's and the like, most ridiculous yeah, thing. I've never heard a punter uh, being blamed yeah. for a loss. <laughs> hey, um, I, I'm really glad you came on, and I'm, I'm, I know now why I kind of sought out, you know, because we're only going to have, you know, room for so many call-ins this year. Half of our season is going to be the other guys in our listener league calling in. Um, the other half, you know, we, you know, we have Joey Bag of Donuts on. We had Jim Jacks on. Mm-hmm. That was a big one, Jim Jacks. But um, I, yeah. you know, I knew you knew your shit, and I'm so happy that you took notes and uh, and you made some great points. Um, yeah. Really happy you had to have you on. Before you leave, just tell everybody about where to find your articles and about where to find you on Twitter, and then we'll let you uh, go cook dinner. Because you told me you were Thanks cooking so dinner. Much, because you told yep. me that you were cooking dinner. Not because... <laughs> he wasn't trying. I, I don't know what direction no, he was going I'm with that. But. Not because I'm saying no. that that's... <laughs> uh, we're just hey, joking around. I am a great wife. I'm a great wife. I cook dinner every night. Yes. Every single night. Yeah, well, they so all gave me a fine. look when I, I said that. that and I was like, uh, oh, no, <laughs> that's not why I'm saying that. How she told me. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? So where to find you on Twitter and where do you write for? Yeah, so my Twitter handle is at Bronco Becca, B-E-C-K-A, and I write for FF Statistics. So I got a lot of authors from a lot of places to write, um, but I love FF Statistics because they have great data tools on the website. So you can look at player stats from multiple angles. You can look at, we have like a start sit tool on there um, that has a bunch of different graphs and heat maps on it. Um, there's like season data, nice. consistency rankings, like, and you can go back, it goes back to like 2010. So like when I was doing my research in the off season, I could look at, I wrote an article about Kamara and Ingram and I, I could look at, I read that one. It was career. fantastic. Yep. Thank you. Um, so I just love the website because it has a lot of different tools and, uh, they, they do have some tools behind a paywall, but it's only $10 for a year subscription. So check it out and, uh, you know, hopefully become That's a, less than a dollar a I month. I do some podcasting. 
exactly. <laughs> and you've done some other how much lunches. You've done some <laughs> other podcasts too, right? Uh, yeah, I've done a couple podcasts for the website. Uh, we do they do a DFS podcast two a week, so I've been on a couple of those as well. Okay, I nice. am an avid DFS player now. So nice, um, nice. Well, yeah, we so smashed last week. Weeks, I don't know if you DFS. played any of our guys, but uh, Pauly Sleepers did really well oh. in DraftKings last week. Oh, nice. Uh, I did okay. I had a one lineup break two hundred. But I've just been playing head to heads all year, like just trying to like get my feet wet, you know, and like get good at building lineups. So this week, actually, I'm going to build some tournament lineups and um, nice. compete with my husband again and see see who of us wins more money. Well, go to polysleepers.com and check out our player pool. Our our kind of process is to narrow. 300 players down to 30 and then just hammer those you know plus matchups and uh and uh it usually if we don't win we you know get some of our money back and and mitigate our losses but we usually smash a couple times yep. a year and last week we smashed pretty good well i i uh That's awesome. really appreciate you coming on and uh and uh continue to follow you and and uh, uh like i said you're one of my favorite accounts to follow so again guys it's uh, at bronco becca on twitter and um, we'll uh, we'll let you go. Uh, go Broncos! Thank, thank you, thank you, Becca, for joining us. Um, no, go Raiders! <laughs> you always like. Yeah, whenever, whenever somebody's on like this, I always let them know that you've already. You know, there is listeners, there is viewers, but you get a uh, a very strong following. I always like to think of myself as a loyal fan of whoever decides to uh, grace the podcast. So I appreciate you being on. Hey, hey Becca. Lastly, hey, question for you: Do you know where John can find a pass yeah. rusher? For the Raiders? <laughs> uh, yeah, his name's Khalil Mack. He plays for the Bears. That's what I, love I love it. Right. I think we've given him more shit today than he can handle. So, uh, so we much. appreciate you being on. Thank you, Becca. You have a great evening. Yeah, thank you so much, you guys. I'm happy to come on anytime. Great. Awesome. Thank you. That was a great conversation with uh, Bronco Becca on Twitter. And also... <clears throat> We're uh, just cruising along to our next segment, and uh, he is a man of few words, but he uh, has some great takes. I don't think he's missed on very many this week. We're going to do John's uh, buy low, sell high, and we're going to go with that. Is this the real life? Is this just fantasy? Everything died in the house. I'm I got scared. I dropped my hot pocket. So I don't think I ever fully explained that part of the drop. I dropped my hot pocket. <laughs> the, the, the YouTube video that I was playing for I don't want no scrubs basically ended while I was like putting stuff together. I'd unplugged my phone and that next video popped up automatically and it's an interview of these kids that were like they heard some gunshots in their neighborhood and he said he said he was scared and he dropped his hot pocket and I thought it fit perfectly because people get scared and they drop or they want to sell their players so I, I think that that's I think it works perfectly for the drop heck yeah, yeah. <laughs> so who do we got on the buy low sell high trades this week is there anything you uh you, that stands out the most to you John yeah I got three for you on both sides I got three um buy low candidates here um i'm gonna start with dalvin cook he has not been performing well he's been injured um things like that and you know the people who drafted him in the first round at the end of the first round they're getting frustrated me Um, me. yeah i am probably gonna need some help so um you offer them somebody who's you know putting up you know at at least 10 points a game something around that area They'll, they'll probably you know take that and um you know some 
he's not going to give you points right away off of this trade. He's somebody that you're going to want to use you're playing the long fantasy game. playoffs. Yeah, this is the long game. Um, he's got very good matchups in the last four weeks of the season, which is when uh, um, you take on um, people in the playoffs. He's got the Seahawks of the 17th um, graded run defense um, week 14. He's got the Dolphins week 18 with or week 15 with the 18th uh, graded run defense. And then you got the Lions, um, which is probably going to be your final week, week 16 um, with the 26th graded run defense. So he's got plus matchups there at the end of the season. You can stash him until he gets healthy. Um, so that, that could be a possible buy low candidate. Um, the next one is going to be Leonard Fournette. Um, same thing as with Dalvin Cook. Leonard Fournette has been injured. He has been producing anything. People are probably ready to get him off of their roster. It'll probably take, you know, just anybody who's playing right now. So, um, same thing with Leonard Fournette. He's got plus matchups at the end of the season. Um, he does play the Colts defense week 13. They're the seventh graded run defense, which um, isn't a great matchup. But the next three weeks, they play the Titans, the Redskins, the Dolphins. They're 23, 32, and 18. So, they got... Um, great matchups for those last three weeks in your fantasy playoffs. So you want to keep an eye on Leonard Fournette there. Um, then my last trade target um, is going to be Allen Robinson for the Bears. Um, he actually looked really good this last week. He looked pretty good. Um, he still hasn't been putting up the numbers that you would expect for right. where he's probably drafted in your league. Um, so I think you could probably buy him kind of low. Um you know, people are wanting more touchdowns out of him. And oh, yeah. They're just not getting it. Um, but then again, everybody on the Bears looked good this last weekend right. with the with the way the Bucks played defense. Yeah. So, um, Taylor Gabriel's not going to get the two touchdowns every week. I mean, you would think Allen right. Robinson's got some serious touchdown equity. Right. So um, with it looking this last week, like Taylor Gabriel was uh, the big guy. Um, I think you can get Allen Robinson at a fair price this week. Um, he's got good matchups coming up for the next six weeks. So if you're in a bind and you need to make the fantasy playoffs, I think Allen Robinson's a guy you should probably target and could be a realistic trade. Um, so those are my three, um, you know, buy lows. Those are my buy lows. Um, my sell high candidates. Um, if you have Alshon Jeffrey on your roster, you've probably been doing pretty good without him up to this point. So um, he killed it this last week. I think people are going to be on a hype train for him. Um, he didn't produce that well last year. I had him on my team. He has on and off games. Uh, I think he's inconsistent. So um, I think you can sell him high right now. You could definitely get Leonard Fournette or Dalvin Cook for Alshon Jeffrey right now. I think that would be a fair trade. Um, so I, I think he's one that, you know, he put 21 points up on his first game back. I don't think he's going to do that on a consistent basis. I think you can ship him out right now. Um, my next sell high person is going to be Mitch Trubisky. Um, Get him out of here. Got any Bears fans in your leagues? You could probably, you know, rob them for all their gold right now. <laughs> he just threw six touchdowns. They're going to be on his hype train. So, uh, yeah. um, you know, sell Mitch Trubisky right now. We don't think I, that's I don't think sustainable, right? Chance. No, that's definitely not sustainable. He's never going to throw six touchdowns again in his life. So <laughs> He won't even have six touchdowns in his next four games. Come on. Right. So, I, lo- uh, I love that. Uh, that's a bold statement right there. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, go ahead and sell Trubisky right now. Like, put down what you're doing and go sell him. <laughs> um, the next person um, I'm saying, he's another bear. So, Taylor Gabriel, um, you know, I don't think that his his uh, production from this last weekend is um, sustainable either. Um, 
Well, you know, like I said, they were playing the Bucks defense, so they did terrible. So sell those anybody. two bears, but buy Allen Robinson. Yes. Yeah. But they also didn't have Anthony Miller last week. So that's another reason why Taylor Gabriel had that spike in production. And, yes. and what I what I feel like about the Bears was they went and got quite a few receivers, and they're all these receivers that in years past have had huge weeks. Yep. But just like that one week or maybe a week or two. Yep. And then the rest of the year they don't really do a lot. So maybe it was just all of the like fantasy it was all the fantasy moons all aligning in the right yep. you know order so that they so Trubisky could throw six touchdowns. Yeah. Somewhere John Fox was smiling. <laughs> <laughs> and those are my buy lows, buy lows and sell highs. highs. Yep. You know, I also really like your handwriting. It's so neat. It's pretty over there. Thank I you. like it. It looks like type. <laughs> it's like typing. <laughs> well, I appreciate you, John. Thank you for the uh, the uh, start, or not start, the buy low, sell highs. And then uh, we're going to be moving into the start, sit, and stash, or trash. Oh, put me in You can't stay here. Not on my team. If y'all didn't know, this is like the next tryout for The Voice, and Paul is currently auditioning. (laughs) Uh, I got a little false. I love it. I like it. I I like it. I'm a big fan. I was sending you the music today, and I just love that mass up of of those three songs. And when I got to Wilson Phillips, I was just. I can't. I cannot love that song. Right. You can't not love it. And it it fit the whole theory that we're getting ready to talk about. So we're going to talk about guys that need to be off of your lineup, guys that need to be um, put on notice, like this. This week or next week, they better do something. A couple of them have perfect matchups this week, so if they don't do it, you got to get rid of them. Guys that you can pick up and start right away, and guys that you can pick up and uh, stash uh, for the future. So um, I basically looked at all of my leagues and looked at guys that are still on lineups, and these are guys that I've mentioned before, and that's because people still haven't dropped their asses. Um, if, yeah, Ryan Fitzpatrick um, is droppable now. Um, so that magic, poor is, guy. that magic is over. Poor, poor guy. Poor Ryan. Um, you know, I was, I was definitely on the. You know, my hot take was that he would. Yeah, I like uh, him. He would take the job and and, and keep it when uh, when Winston came back, and he did. He did keep the job when Winston came back for about I don't know like fourteen snaps or. But also, once again, didn't we say it was like leading a lamb to slaughter against the Chicago Bears? Right, right. Like we knew that was going to happen. Right, right, right. <laughs> they, they're not that good. It's it's hard to. They've hard got a really good Chicago. pass rusher. It's I hard. think his name's Khalil Mack. <laughs> oh, he came uh, so bad. No, and it came out of nowhere. <laughs> it's just like I mean, but the Bears. Like, Who is this guy? Was, did the Bears have a very solid defense before him too, though? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They so, so, they, so they had a solid defense, and then they had somebody that makes yeah. them, to put them into Who's that the linebacker top tier. They drafted really good linebacker. Uh, uh, Roquan Smith. Roquan yeah. Smith. I I actually thought he was the top defender in the draft. Um, Brandon Marshall is droppable, especially now with. Uh, Doug Baldwin back. Um, guys, Jonathan Williams from the Packers. I mean, it's hard to drop a running back right now, but he's gotten like three, five, four points. Aaron Jones. Are you going to bring up the Aaron Jones? Yeah. Because well, I think see, I, my take was Aaron Jones wouldn't see enough of the field because he can't pass block and Aaron Rodgers is too hurt 
to get a guy on the field that can't pass block. I think block, he's going to have some big games but coming then up. Aaron Rodgers came came out and said, we need to get Aaron Jones on the field more. And he's he, a stud. He does average a full two more yards per carry than Jonathan Williams, and he's one of our uh, big DFA I mean, plays this week. Williams I mean, had the same amount of carries, and he put up 40 less yards. Yeah, I mean, he's a big DFS play for this week. The uh, guys, uh, $4,300 on DraftKings, and they've got a, they've got a good matchup. Um, Nelson Aguilar. I think Jackson's going to tell you why you should probably think about dropping Nelson Aguilar. What did they do? They moved him. They moved him from the slot to outside. Um, and his second, his first two great years, move. Yeah, I mean, it was yeah, just, his first two games was thirteen and twenty three points. I just want to play the money drop on that one. But <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll save my. Yeah, his first but, two games was thirteen and twenty three points, and then he's gotten six and seven. They moved him out of the slot. They put Jordan Matthews in the slot. This killed his value. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you look at it, there's so much focus on Zach Ertz, and now with Jeffrey being back, you still have Goddard, and it's like, damn, like, Nelson Aguilar is, like, slowly getting faded out of this offense, and then you got a giant. I mean, it's just it's just to the point you can you can definitely get rid of Mr. Aguilar. Uh, Josh Doxson is droppable, and believe it or not, people are still rostering him just with a hope and a prayer. Um, Geo is droppable. Mixon is probably going to come back this week, and, and I've got him in our work league, and Jackson needs a running back so bad. Dude, okay, so hold league. on. I, I, I got a rant real quick. So I have Fournette. I, 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 like, this is a pissed-off rant. I have Fournette, and I have like I had Christian McCaffrey. So it's like, okay, I'm doing – I was set to do all right. And it's like, okay, with, with, with Fournette hurt – Looks good on paper. Yeah, it looked great on paper. But my second running back is freaking Bilal Powell. Like – that's pretty. Oh yeah, that's pretty bad. So it's like okay. I always, I always say blow, pull, blow, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> But it's like okay. So, but I'm like stacked, like stacked. I have Stefan Diggs. I have Mike Evans, Emmanuel Sanders, John Brown, Doug Baldwin as receivers. I'm like, dude, I and Robert Woods. I can get rid yeah, of some pretty, pretty stacked. I can get rid of some receivers. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna trade Stefan Diggs and um, Robert Woods for T.J. Yeldon. Like, and this guy's like, no, I need more. <laughs> like, dude, how do you need? I'm giving you little Seriously, two yeah. top thirty receivers for just a replacement running back because I need him for like my depth. No, I need more. Like, come on, like, dude. you gotta you gotta have some sort of budge uh, when you're doing draft or trades. I was actually gonna ask John this during his buy low, so hi, like. You, it's always frustrating when somebody sends you, at least in my opinion, a running back for a running back because like it's not really making no. anybody's team better. It's a lateral you're move. trying to steal my player that you like better than your own. Um, but I feel like if you're ever doing that, like what you did, you offered two top top receivers. receivers for a running back that's actually the backup to your starting running back. Yeah. So it's not. But I'm literally helping my him. Team it's helping him more than it's helping you. Yeah. I can't believe he didn't. But but I'm making my team worse, and it's like I still need more. Right. No, I need to get out of this league and play a more fun and competitive ones that trades right. actually happen. And then he right. was AKA like, the juice in the morning. And then he was like, listener league. You yeah. drop you drop Geo, and I was like, yeah, Joe Mixon's back this week. Like it's bad mean. when I'm considering picking up Lashawn McCoy on waivers. Like that's my, yeah. like desperation. Well, um, and. and and do you really, I mean, I know Mixon's coming back, but Geo's looked pretty decent, hasn't he? But he doesn't like it. it it's the Mixon show, right? So it's not like Tevin Coleman with Devontae. But Freeman, also like with, with Mixon, I want to see it before I want to see it before I can buy it, right? So it's like, damn, like he, like, what if he gets hurt this week? It's a Geo Geo show right. once again. So right. it's like if he's out on your waivers, go snatch him up for just I mean drop someone you don't really use just to have Geo there. So when Mixon goes down, hopefully he doesn't. But when he goes down, you have Geo right there. I, I had a bunch of running backs and I picked him up for a, a I dropped him for a, a, 
a backup quarterback that I'm going to need in a couple weeks. And I have like Aaron Jones, Zeke, Chris Thompson, James White. I'm fine with. But uh, anyway, uh, Robbie Anderson is totally droppable. Alfred Morris. Devontae Parker, he's got another injury now. It's not just his broken finger. Uh, he's got uh, some kind of stress fracture or something, which is no, like, it's just called he can't play. That's what's wrong. With <laughs> um, so he's totally droppable. Michael Gallup is droppable. None of those uh, wide receivers in Dallas are going to do anything. Uh, Marquise Goodwin is droppable. He's a speedster, and he played into Jimmy G's game really well because Jimmy liked to uncork it. C.J. Beathard does not, not going to do that throw downfield so guys are waiting for him to come back from injury because he's been hurt he had that huge collision with one of the vikings defenders in week one and he's been out and i'm just saying just drop him i know you've waited for him to come back but don't wait for him to not see targets from cj bethard because he doesn't throw downfield um and then um is russell wilson droppable we have him in our in the listener league we we uh yes we benched him for Matt Ryan, um, who's been absolutely going ham. Uh, saw some great stats today. Matt Ryan is like almost on pace with 2016 in yards per uh, per throw, in um, touchdown rate, and actually averaging 30 more yards per game. He was averaging like 309 per game in 16. He's averaging 329 per game right now. So that's our quarterback. But is Russ Wilson? Because like, if you look traditionally his week one through six is bad he went from like week one through six he was the 28th fantasy quarterback and that year he finished three and then week one through six he was like the 13th quarterback and he finished number five and then week one through six he was the 18th quarterback and then he finished number four i think they just want to do their game plan so bad but at some time at some point they just go you know what just go do your thing so i'm waiting for them to just let him do his thing but i mean maybe i'm just seeing through rose colored glasses john you're saying he's droppable yeah so um here's a pretty good stat for you there are four quarterbacks right now who are on pace to break the um completion percentage record this year um drew Brees is one of them drew Brees, Derek carr um i, I don't remember the other two mahomes, right probably now. i think mahomes and it'd have to be golf jared too. golf yeah, yeah and jared golf but so. i mean you you look at it too there's been 226 touching touchdown passes thrown through the first four games mm-hmm. that's an all-time record but yeah. it's like okay i was actually about to ask that like is there any stats out there? Because I feel like this is one of the highest scoring fantasy seasons of all yeah. time. It absolutely is. So far, yeah. it absolutely is. I guess I was just thinking Doug Baldwin's coming back. Sorry maybe he'll, it's all good. Maybe he'll be all right. <laughs> but there's there are some better quarterbacks out there. Um, so some on the watch list, these are guys that, you know, if they don't get it done this week, they're droppable. Derrick Henry against the Buffalo Bills. If the Titans can't get a positive game script ahead, so they're uh, they're leading that game, and they can give that big mother the ball to ice out the game. He's got a great matchup. If he puts up another four or five or six this week, I mean, God, last week I think he got like nine carries. I told everybody. I mean, I've I've been hating on most of the Titans. Are the all Titans year. three and one? They are three and one. Unfortunately, but like them and the Dolphins are so they're so they're a good the football are, team, but not a good fantasy football team. Them and the Dolphins are the same thing. There's no fantasy relevance, but they're good at football. So they're kind of saying screw you to the fantasy world. I think it's a shadow. 
Yeah. They're not really good teams. Yeah, no. They're going to come down to earth. You can they're put lipstick eight on eight. a pig, but it's still a pig. <laughs> they're going to finish around eight and eight this I would year, totally agree with you with Tennessee. I don't, I don't think that – I think that's a mirage. I would totally agree with you with that. But Derrick Henry, if he doesn't produce this week, you need to drop him. Um, Marlon Mack, and, and <laughs> it's crazy. Guess – what percentage he is owned in ESPN leagues and we're in Indy so it's a lot higher here but I want you guys to guess what his ownership percentage is 20% right now. 45 33 okay you guys are all around it it's 30% 30 I just like around here it's probably 60 probably way higher or yeah. 80 and um, people have already dropped this guy I mean like I said you know he can't he can't get on the field. Colts homers um, like me like to hold on to the Colts players because we want to cheer for him. Right. I think Robert Turbin is going to come back and revitalize that. I still have know, Brandon so. Stokely on my team. <laughs> <laughs> nice. The concussion king. Um, Chris Godwin is going to be droppable soon because Cameron Brait is going to steal the touchdown equity from these guys in, in Tampa Bay because uh, Jameis Winston just loves Cameron Brait. Lat Murray, who was a big... Um, draft candidate for me this year um, has totally shit for me. I mean, this is one of my bad calls this year, guys. I told guys to draft Lat Murray. I did, and and I yeah, and so did Josh <laughs> in a couple of leagues. Actually, I didn't get him in any of my leagues because you guys knew I liked him so much. Right. So you and Josh and other guys drafted him. And sorry, yeah. I gave you bad advice there. Tay train has derailed. Yeah, I I I thought he was going to be relevant because I didn't know how much they would give cook the ball early especially coming back off the injury i didn't know about his injury status and all of those things have worked out he hasn't done anything he but neither is lat murray so um also jamison crowder has a huge plus up matchup this week against new orleans so the new orleans slot guys have given uh um uh shepherd Last week, had Sterling Shepard had that Yeah, you guys called game. that, too. Yeah, that was a huge DFS play for us. Um, Calvin Ridley had that huge game the week before that. So he's in that slot spot. And uh, if people still – and people still have him, um, he's in a great matchup. If he doesn't produce this week, him and Derrick Henry are in the perfect matchups. If they don't produce, you need to drop their out. I did hear that. Perfect. I did kind of I like that. a little bit. I like that. Uh, <laughs> took, took Spanish for two years, so I kind of trolled my arm. And then I have a different take on Chris Hogan. They've – He's taken 61% of his um, um, hits out of the slot, and that's usually good for fantasy football. We talk about slot players all the time, but he's not getting the targets. I don't know if maybe he'll do better when he moves outside and they put Julian Edelman in the slot. That's the only take I can give you right now because, I mean, either that or he's got an undisclosed injury or he's just in the doghouse because he's not even getting targets. But maybe he's just not a slot player because when he's produced before has been when he's been on the outside. So if you have Chris Ogan and you're desperately hoping he's going to do better and you're worried now that, you know, okay, Gordon's going to be coming on, you know, coming on and now Edelman's back and everything. My only thing I would say is he's going to go back to where he played when he was relevant. So maybe he does something these next couple weeks. If he doesn't, he's definitely droppable because he's not getting targets. So he's not getting catches. LaShawn McCoy. Is, Drop. Is, he's owned in 93% of fantasy leagues. People don't want to let him go, but he like... He's getting single need digit. the sound of a garbage truck. No, yeah. well, the backing sound up, we need is the, uh, the the sound we need is from Frozen. Let it go. Yep, yeah. just good. let it go. I'm good with that. We traded Wilson for him in the listener league, and he's just sitting there. But I mean, he's he's going to be so droppable here in a couple weeks if he keeps playing like this. So um, players that you could start and and pick up off the waiver wires and start right now. Blake Bortles is twenty seven percent owned in a plus matchup. Quick question: uh, Kansas City. Blake Bortles, Tom Brady. What about them? You which just, which do you which you pick? Oh, Tom Brady. Okay. Yeah, 
I'm talking about. I don't a, know, though. Uh, I, feel like the, I feel like the Bortles. I mean, the, I'm talking about a waiver wire guy that playing. you can pick up and play if you need. I know. Him. I'm I just going to say. I just have actually, both of them. Actually, I have nothing positive to say about Bortles. <laughs> you, did, you did pick up Bortles in I the did, listener list. I was kind of surprised because Brady Brady's, doesn't have a bye till week and 11. Brady's been. He's just been down. He hasn't been. Yeah, like, he'll be he hasn't fine been now. Scoring though, the 20, his, 30 points that I'm yeah. used to. Once he gets his weapons and everything, and he get, he'll be fine. So, no, I would not start him over Brady, but if you need. A quarterback to start. He's got a plus matchup against yeah, Kansas City's this week, yeah. horrible defense. Um, Derek Carr is twenty two percent owned, and he's got a good matchup this week. I picked him um, up. You did, yeah. Yep. So, Starting him against you in our dryer league. Oh, Oakland plays uh, the Chargers. The Chargers. Okay, yeah, that's a good matchup. He's twenty two percent owned. You can pick him up and start him right now. And uh, I didn't know that Joe Flacco was uh, was uh, Jax's DFS pick this week, but he's nineteen percent owned right now. And he's got a great. He is playing for his job. Lamar Jackson is biting at his tips. Yeah, yeah. Um, So um, Austin Eckler, you can pick up right now and start. He's been doing great. Um, He was a pickup for me a couple weeks ago, but he's still fifty percent owned. Um, I have two starts of the week. One of them is Vance McDonald because he's got such a great matchup, and um, and one of them is uh, Naeem Hines. So Naeem Hines, we talked about him. Um, he was a preseason picked favorite him up of mine. In league too. You picked up Naeem Hines in the listener league. Yeah. Um, I was interested to see if you're going to start him against I think us. I think I'm going to. With no Ty and, and Jack Doyle still not being back, I think he'll get a bunch of targets. And the guy's been catching a bunch of balls. He's only 33 percent owned. If Chris Carson sits, Mike Davis is eight percent owned, and you can pick him up and start him. He'll be a DFS play too. Aaron Jones is 50% owned. I don't know why, um, especially after he scored last week and did well. Um, Geronimo Allison is only 47% owned. If he clears concussion protocol, he's going to be a good play. D.D. Westbrook, I love him. He's my favorite Jacksonville wide receiver. I said that in my draft kit this year on polysleepers.com. He's leading the team in targets, receptions, yards, yards after contact, everything. He's 27% owned. He's got a great matchup this week. I mean, just pick up... Uh, somebody on my uh, on Twitter was like, "Well, I've Blake Bortles and I've got Ryan Fitzpatrick and and uh, Blake Bortles and Didi are there. Should I just pick them both up and get the stack?" I was like, "Hell yeah!" Um, Colts fans, Ryan Grant and Chester Rogers might have a good week with no Ty. Um, and um, we don't talk about defenses too much, but the Jets have a great matchup at home versus Denver. That might Denver might scare people off, but they're obviously not that good. Sorry, Bronco Becca. Um, the Browns um, are only 50% owned, and uh, they have a bunch of sack equity, turnover equity, and the Panthers coming off of the bye week, like I said before, they're only 50% owned. Um, if you need another tight end, because they're, I mean, guys, they're just going down left and right, guys. These aren't smash plays, but there's nothing out there. Austin Hooper in a shootout, 40% owned. Austin Safarian Jenkins in a shootout. That game has a 90% chance of rain, that Kansas City Jags game. Might be fought in the trenches, might be a lot less targets, uh, not deeper targets, so um, might be a lot shorter plays. Um, so stashing, Andy Dalton, 50% owned. This week, he's got Miami at home, and they've got a great, great uh, secondary. But after that, he plays Pittsburgh, Kansas City, Tampa Bay, bye week, New Orleans. Those are four of the worst secondaries in the league. Andy Dalton's a thing right now. He's the number 10 quarterback in fantasy football. He's only 50% owned. So he's a stash. Um, um, You should pick him up in the dryer league. 
<laughs> you can't because I have him. <laughs> um, I think I've got a good. I think I've got Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I've got Kirk Cousins in the drying league. So uh, he's Jay- still going to throw the ball like forty or fifty times. Right? Jameis Winston is a stash since uh, he has a bye week next week. Um, so um, Nick Chubb, who got had three carries, he took three snaps, three carries, hundred yards, and two touchdowns last week. Um, I wouldn't play him right now, but he's the rookie for Cleveland, and they've got Carlos Hyde, who's you know aging so you could stash nick chubb you could stash ronald jones here's the kind of theory that i heard i heard that ronald jones was inactive until now because they wanted to kind of save him for Jameis winston and uh and their uh peyton barber hasn't done anything so ronald jones i'm not saying put him in and play him after their bye week but you might be able to pick him up right now there's no running backs if you're hurting for running backs you could pick up nick chubb or ronald jones and kind of stash them um, I think you could stash Antonio Callaway, Christian Kirk. Both those guys have rookie quarterbacks throwing to them, and they're young rookies too, so there might be a connection there. I think Taylor Gabriel is a is a pickup. Um, two years ago, there was a seven-week stretch where he was the number eight PPR wide receiver for the Falcons, and I think that him and Cohen kind of play a, a, a Tyreek Hill type role in that offense, So, um, and he's very explosive. Kiki Kuti from houston especially if will fuller continues to sit um kiki do you love me (laughs) i had to he went to uh are you ready we need to drop next week just for that if he does anything this week we need to drop 11 catches for 109 yards he went to texas tech they just churn out wide receivers um and uh we'll say that the my pickup of the week last week was tyler boyd and he had 10 catches for 100 yards So, um, pretty much been smashing the pickup of the week game this week. It's Vance McDonald and Naeem Hines. Also, hope so. Cameron, hope so against you fools. (laughs) Also, Cameron Brait is a stash. Jameis Winston loves Cameron Brait. Um, they have a hell of a connection. I tweeted out when OJ Howard got hurt. Uh, well, there's no tight ends out there, so Cameron Brait's going to be, be a big tight uh, pickup next week. He caught a touchdown like three minutes after I tweeted that. <laughs> hey, what I is mean, what is Jameis like more, Cameron Brait or Crab Lakes? Uh, uh, definitely Crab Lakes. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> he didn't ever have to steal Cameron Brait. No. And OJ <laughs> Howard's ankles are made out of Crab Lakes, so that's why Cameron Brait is snapping. Is I can just game. picture that. <laughs> John's just like what? John's um, still thinking about where his pass rusher is at. So. <laughs> still trying to find him. I think, Googled I think, it. I think OJ <laughs> Howard might found. be, you know, um, might be just a guy to drop to, not even wait for him to come back because his upside is going to be limited when Brake comes back. Right. So we were going to um, talk about the tailgate promotion and then kind of wrap it up with yeah. our hot takes. Yeah. The uh, the last thing. I mean, I didn't know if you wanted me to. We'll just skip the uh, listener league this week. Uh, basically, there was a lot of hard fought battles, and it's it's a very close league. We're just. I want to let everybody know that's uh, participating in it. I my biggest thing that I love about the listener league is you guys changing your effing names and that's like the part i hate it's making me laugh so hard because the jersey shore rejects played gtl because whoever gtl was before changed their name to like make fun of the other team's name that was dan barlow then then <laughs> then brian titus changed his name to guys rule girls drool and trade <laughs> <laughs> Lucky Bucket Wilson changed his name to Trade Happy Wilson trade happy after Wilson. the after the podcast. After you said he was trade happy, yeah. he went in and uh, he changed it. I loved it. And um, then uh, it should have been gender status male. <laughs> and then whoever I was playing, Mahomes in his neighborhood. I'm just I I don't know. I don't get that. Am I missing something? Mahomes in his neighborhood. 
my homie, my homies oh, in the hood. Got it. See, I'm not. I didn't have that. Some uh, people say Mahomes. They I say my homie. I didn't have that street cred. We need to I give a shout out to. We cred. need to give a shout out to Dylan, who is four and zero in the league. Four and zero, and and he called in last week. He's confident yeah, in his squad. Yeah, and Paulie Sleepers is one and three going against. Uh, About to be one and four, man. This is going to be rough. Juice in the morning is two and two. It's going to be a rough um, week for you. So it's still real early. And, and you guys, you guys gave uh, the Monday American his first win. Yeah, we did. We did. I mean, this is a league of giving. Michael <laughs> Michael Thomas had an off week. Tyreek Hill had an off week. We didn't make the right decision between Sony and James White, but that didn't lose us. It's crazy. We picked up Matt Ryan and he scored like 35 to 50 points every week. And we keep losing with Matt Ryan scoring 40, 50 points. Um, but the reality is we didn't even have anybody to drop to pick anybody right. up this week. I mean, our team is really deep and, um, and, and we're going to give you some hell, man. Yeah. Um, but, um, the tailgate, but, but promo, yeah, the, uh, we're going to talk about the, the bills mafia are coming to town and we're doing a juice in the morning tailgate promotion. And we've got someone from the bills. Mafia. You do. Nice. Yeah. Uh, John Porter, uh, who Jackson reached out to, um, used hell to, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Used to work for us. Uh, used to work with us at dryer. He's a huge bills fan. Yeah. He has a he has a um, he has a bill on his right bicep. I yeah, am he excited. Has, he's got a tattoo. I think all the Bills Mafia guys have a tattoo. We got to get bills. somebody. I know we can find somebody to go through a table. Johnny Bowden from the uh, Juice in the Morning Normal podcast has already said he's either going through a table or he's going to put somebody through a table. Okay, I'm going to so, write up a, a waiver disclaimer. Exactly. I don't want and it, I'm, I am not. I, Paulie does not. Hey, you don't have endorse. to condone any of it. Yeah, I don't. This is also an audition for WWE. Yeah, uh, absolutely. We had to reach out to somebody that we knew because like everybody on Twitter was like this is a trap. I'm sure he can bring somebody. Um, but we're going to have a great time. That'll be a, just a special edition of the podcast. It'll be, you know. I got the location too. Uh, so, okay. So, the location is? Is uh, West McCarty Street is one of the streets and the cross street is Church Street. If you're looking this up on Google, it's Taylor and Blackburn Battery is like two streets over. So, once again, Church Street, Wyoming is the closest cross street. So, Church Street, we're going to be there somewhere. It's circled. I'm going to post this picture on the Facebook, and I'm also going to invite a bunch of people. Come out. Enjoy it. We're going to do the podcast first. I'm going to get soaked with some water. I'm probably going to owe some beer to Polly if I lose this week. Yeah, um, I like the way you're thinking. We know a lot of chefs that are but, cooking. Guys, if you're stopping by, bring some food, but we'll have plenty of food. Um, the loser of our um, week is going to... Uh, I'm going br- to bring beer. Don't worry. You're going to bring beer. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Josh owes uh, Juice some water, so Juice is going to get splashed with water. Maybe it gets cold by then. Yeah. Um, oh, it will be. But it's going to be a great time. We want a ton- We want all the fans to come, and uh, I'm sure we'll have have a great time yeah and then we're going to the game afterwards so josh miller from the listener league is going to call in next week um on his pre-draft method josh has some really interesting geeked up uh, things that he does before fantasy football draft to get ready things that i've kind of adopted we also have some theories that we've bounced off each other and kind of realized ring true over the years um he's uh also made a big trade in the listener league for odell beckham uh, so Josh has Odell Beckham on his team now. He bought low. Um, Jersey Shore, who wasn't happy yep. with Odell's pr- production, traded him away for a song. Um, I think it was Tyler Lockett and Marshawn Lynch and somebody else for um, Tariq Cohen and Odell Beckham. But I do like Marshawn Lynch. Yeah. Um, he went nuts 
Well, he yeah. plays for the Raiders, right? Yeah. That doesn't have a pass rusher? Yeah, they're struggling over there. For the, can't figure <laughs> um, it out. So Josh is going to call in. Uh, Josh Miller is going to call in next week, and he's also one of my best buds of all time. And then I think we're going to finish with... Are uh, you guys ready for some hot takes? Hot takes? I've, go got, I've got a hot take, and I'm excited for it. You guys can't stop the juice. Not this week. Paul can't got stop three the juice. X's. So, uh, you know, once again, I'm going to just start off the hot takes real quick. Uh, you know, I've become a betting man. Um, I bet. Congratulations. On, I bet on the Colts That's last fantastic. week and I lost. Um, I also, my hot take last week, with if Josh Gordon played, he'd have two touchdowns. I was wrong. I'm accepting it. He's just going to have two touchdowns two touchdowns this week and then um you know the san francisco 49ers with the uh colin kaepernick thing <clears throat> i'm not saying that i know anything but i listened to a podcast that a uh, attorney is a frequent uh guest on this podcast and he represents kaepernick and he said that uh there's and he wasn't specifically referencing kaepernick but he was in flight or on his way to a flight to go represent another another NFL player that was going to be um, getting back into the league after a legal battle and then he said he was going to be leaving from there to be talking with another person he represents and he, he said don't be surprised if this person's playing on Sundays in the next few weeks so he represents Kaepernick is there a possibility that that's the guy he's talking about who knows? I, I like that you're following your hot take and and, and, seeing, and I'm just and keeping up, just keeping up on it. There's little, there's little drops that you know here and there, and little bits of pits of evidence that may. I'm just watching it. I'm watching it. He's damn better than C.J. Beathard, right? And so, but my my uh, my hot take of this week, it's a lock. Once again, I am a betting man. Indianapolis. Indianapolis Colts are going to uh, cover the spread and uh, they're going to beat or not not beat. They're going to uh, not lose by more than ten and a half points to the New England Patriots and they're going to cover that spread and win win me some money. They actually are good against the spread. I was going to tell you that last week. They're like uh, they were like five out of the last seven against the spread. They've won, I guess now the Patriots have to beat them by. Ten and a half more, ten and a half oh, points or more. I like that one. I like that one. Um, John, your hot take last week was that Calvin Ridley would outscore um, Julio Jones <laughs> in fantasy points, and uh, that happened. It did happen. He Calvin got two Ridley. touchdowns, and and so he Julio outscored him on the field and in fantasy points. So. Oh my goodness, that's fantastic, man! I, th- I think John's a hundred percent this this week or this year so far. He's only yeah. seeing like thirty percent of the snaps. So it's just pretty unbelievable that he keeps doing that. Well, good job. I forgot what it was, and mm-hmm. I'm kind of sad that's what it was because I'm a Julio Jones owner and I'm a Julio yeah. Jones truther. And and, well, and Julio Ridley, Jones got his too. He so. got his, but I mean, there was always a chance that he was going to catch a touchdown once every four games, and now his touchdown equity is just absolutely done. Yeah, they figured out the red zone issues, and their red zone issues is they just don't throw to him anymore. He needs mm-hmm. an open field, I guess. Um, so, what's yours this week? That was a good one. Uh, my hot take this week is um, Blake Bortles is going to do some crazy things against the uh, Baltimore defense. God damn I think it. He's gonna now go. I got to switch out. Blake, I wait, switch did out. I say Blake Bortles? Blake Bortles. Yes. I meant Baker Mayfield. Baker I'm sorry. Mayfield. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
You guys are talking okay, about no, Blake no, earlier. He's stuck in my head. Um, <laughs> no, Baker you, Mayfield. We've been feeding you beers too. Yeah, so uh, Baker Mayfield is going to score three touchdowns against the Ravens defense. Wow. Oh. The Ravens defense will score three touchdowns off of Baker Mayfield's <laughs> interception. Yeah. Baker Mayfield has one pick six this year, and it was a tip ball by his own receiver. So, it's not hey. really his fault. Yeah. It doesn't go against a quarterback. Your hot take is going against Jackson's narrative. I love it. Narrative, I love it. Um, pretty big, but I mean, you're, you're going hotter. I got to say, like, you've done so well with your hot takes. Getting it's, cocky. Instead of getting conservative, <laughs> you're going way out there and calling him to score three at home. I don't think it's that big of a take. Any, uh, anybody listening or following along? I mean, I don't along. think it's that. I, don't, I, I think it's a big take, but I don't think it's that big of a stretch of imagination. What's it, yours, Jax? Well, I completely whiffed last week saying that uh, Manning, Barkley, and Beckham would outscore the trio of uh, Breeze, Kamar, and Thomas. Ah. Whiffed on that one. But uh, I'm redeem myself this week in that uh, Matthew Stafford will be the highest scoring fantasy quarterback this week versus the Packers. Um, in his last four games versus the Packers, Stafford has thrown the ball 144 times, completing 100 passes for 1,400 yards and 10 touchdowns. That averages out to 353 yards and two and a half touchdowns. The only time the Packers have played a competent passing offense, they allowed this year 412 yards and four touchdowns to Kirk Cousins. Fire up, cause or fire up Stafford for fifty seven hundred on DraftKings this week. <laughs> I like it, and I love that Jackson. Jackson's so analytical that his hot take has got to get into all these like. Oh, I love it. Next gen stats and shit, but <laughs> that's like, cool. I like stats. I like it. I like it. I've got Matt Stafford in a couple leagues, and I, I I had benched him, so I'm ready to play him, and I'm ready to play him in DFS as well. I remembered what mine was. Mine is still to be determined because I said that Robert Turbin would come back and revitalize our run game and be a two down back for us. So we'll find that out on Thursday night. I'm not expecting huge things from him right off the bat so i mean you give me a few weeks on this guys because right. i don't think he's you're gonna playing get... the long game on your hot take. yeah yeah and it's and, a simmering take <laughs> and and my next hot take is the very long game because we've been talking about the you know records that are being set and i said that in august you know these new these new penalties would would create records this year so my my hot take in August was this would be a record year for points in fantasy football because of all and that's archived through my YouTube videos if you want to watch it. But my hot take is that three running backs will catch eighty five balls this year, and one of them will catch one hundred balls this year. And and to put that into perspective, Le'Veon Bell on a good year catches seventy five to eighty five balls. Um, there have been a few 90s, and there even was a 100. It's not out of the realm of possibility to have one. Marshall Falk, maybe? Marshall Falk, yeah, he probably caught 95 or 100 balls. But um, in one given year, you wouldn't have three guys. I think three guys will get 85 catches out of the, pass, out of the backfield. So I'm talking about Christian McCaffrey, and I'm talking about um, um, Alvin Kamara. Melvin Gordon. And then uh, Alvin Kamara will be oh, and, you, and you think Alvin Kamara is going to be the 100, 100, right? He's on pace right now for 140. So if he slows down to two less catches per game for the rest of the year, he still will catch 100 balls. So that's the 100. And Alvin and uh, and uh, Christian McCaffrey and Melvin Gordon are the 85. They're both on pace to they're both on pace to get 100. Right. So what's the Quan Barkley at? 
because I feel like he's getting a lot of targets too. Yeah, and there's other guys that can get in. But there. He, he's averaging seven and a half targets a game or receptions, but it's all skewed by the 14 reception game versus Dallas. Yeah, he did have that 14. So it's one. like there's not. I mean, that's just an, that's an outlier right there. Yeah, and Gurley's on pace for actually a little less than he had before, probably like 60. But he's or something a stud like too, man. And but, they just yeah. have such a good offense. So that's uh, that's mine. I, I play the long game on some of my hot takes. Right. Also, maybe you guys will just forget them and. <laughs> I don't get called on them, but no, I seriously think that's going to happen. Well, that was a uh, fantastic episode, guys. I appreciate you guys Wait, coming we in. Forgot to give me credit for the grunt call. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's mistake. right. That's oh, right. Wow. <laughs> and and that was going to be uh, well. Jackson's first tight end he was going to DFS kind of build around was Dallas Goddard, and I yep. told him not to do that, and he had one catch. And then he was all about Gronk and wrote up Gronk, and I think you got us off of Gronk, which was great, and we landed on Tyler uh, uh, Eric Ebron. Yeah. So, um, but I mean, just my last note for the night is stay in tune, whether that's Bleacher Report, Yahoo Sports, Twitter, stay in tune to injury reports, because um, I mean, Ebron wasn't a play, like a lock play. Until yeah, he was Friday like, yeah, they were Saturday. considering him not even playing. And and Devontae Freeman and Joe Mixon are definitely not locks yeah. for this week. I mean, those injury guys I talked about earlier, there's a lot of guys up in the air. So, yeah, stay on top of it. I played against somebody who started uh, Randall Cobb, and he was um, ruled out for the game well Saturday night. Yeah. Um, and uh, so he texted me, and he was like, man, I can't believe I, I wasn't. I was like, what, not paying attention? I mean, you know, if you're going to play this, pay attention. Don't start, guys. But it happens. I mean, yeah. like, like Becca said, she started Christian McCaffrey on yep, the bye right. week. So, but yeah, just uh, go to polysupers.com. Check out our recent article. I uh, posted it tonight. Uh, we'll be having our player pool uh, put on there on Friday, and then both of our cash and GPP lineups um, Saturday afternoon. But also uh, follow us on Twitter at polysleepers. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's been a great episode. You know where to find the Juice in the Morning podcast because you're listening to it, and you know where to find us on Twitter at Juice in the AM. Uh, John's at John Marchbanks one and uh, I'm telling you guys we've got some good stuff coming for you and uh, we've uh, clearly been hitting on stuff we've missed some stuff but I feel like our uh, our hits are a lot higher than our misses so. oh absolutely and, and, and Bronco Becca Rebecca you did just great thank you. thanks thank for you. coming thank you. on um, and uh, let's go wealth out of and, knowledge hey McGregor yeah. or Khabib this weekend who we got McGregor John McGregor Paul <sighs> I don't give a shit. <laughs> Just go McGregor. Four of McGregor. Let's go. <laughs> All right. We're getting out of here, ladies and gentlemen. You have a great week. Hope you win some money. Hope you win some uh, fantasy games. And uh, we'll see you next Wednesday or Thursday. Just in the morning.